asking you, the listener, to support radical, community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep community strong. The 3CR Radiothon kicks off in June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au, call the station on 03-9419-8377 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during business hours. 3CR, keep Keep community community strong. strong. is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. That's right. You're on Showreel on 3CR and of course we have to reiterate, we have to repeat that it is uh, coming up to Radiothon that makes us possible to uh, retain our presence on the air, bring community to you on your... Uh, oh, you would have uh, been aware that there's a new app that allows you to uh, connect to community radio and community radio 3CR in particular. So if you are unaware of that, go to our webpage and it will give you the download for that particular app. makes it much easier for you to actually uh, plug in to uh, 3CR using modern devices. Uh but also, of course, Radiothon. I have to earn $750 for Showreel, this wonderful uh, piece of Australian-focused film uh, programming. So uh, if you've got any um, uh, cents, dollars... Uh, and goodwill, then of course you should go online and uh, spread the love. You can also ring during the Radiothon day that we have later in the um, month, halfway through the month, that we'll be doing a live Radiothon show right across the station. The first week of uh, is devoted to uh, uh, uh other language programs, and then the following week is all the general programs, which of course is where Showreel falls in. Before we get on to the actual program that we've got today, a reminder that there's a uh, fundraiser for uh, Julian Assange um, uh, fight uh, on at Thornbury Theatre, 4pm on Saturday. It's Ithaca. Uh, it's also going to have a Q&A, John Shrimp, uh, Shipton, uh, Julian's father's going to be there uh, so uh, to uh, help with the fight to bring Julian home you could go to that particular screening great film very interesting documentary 
but now we've got another very interesting documentary. It's called My Rebetica Blues. Rebetica is a Greek music that is called The Blues of Greece. And the film is uh, uh, written and made by Mary Zugnasis, who is on a journey, a personal journey, uh, with Rebetica as the background to it. Anyway, I had a chat with Mary. I found the film absolutely fascinating. My Rebetica Blues is fascinating on a whole lot of levels, uh, the subject as well as how you've made it. Can you tell me how... Uh, your approach to filmmaking. Mm, thank you, yes. Look, um, this film is um, its a deeply felt film. It's a very passionate film. It comes from, I guess, a, a personal journey to explore this music called Myra and Betica Blues. Um, but it's also a parallel investigation um, around my grandmother and her displacement at the turn of the 20th century, which was also the beginnings of this of this music. And in, in, in a way, the process or the, the formation of the filmmaking for me, it, it comes out of a great tradition, I think, of film essay style, which starts with Agnes Varda, for instance, um, who's one of the best and most wonderful um, documentarians, I think. So I, I, I tell this story through a kind of personal journey, but I use my character in a sense to provide an anchor for the audience. So although I'm in it, it's really a way of trying to connect audiences to a story that has a, a, a deep resonance, I think, for, for everyone. But using that kind of style, I think, helps to, to galvanise people or connect, connect them in some way. It's I fantastic. hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic because no uh, detail is too small. And it's fascinating because this is how one actually understands the world around one. Yeah. Yeah, correct. And I think that that's right, because the themes in the film uh, are really driven by um, forced migration and war and tragedy and loss and despair on the one hand. But on the other hand, it's about joy and connection and making bonds and building communities. And um, I wanted to really tell a story um, and, and music obviously is such a strong and powerful way of connecting people because you feel it, right? And I think that by by being able to to use the character of myself or be able to also work with other characters, it enables people to really um, understand some of the tragedies of the 20th and 21st century, if I must say that way. And and also in that sense too, it's it's quite contemporaneous because I I mean I the film is actually a response to the Syrian civil war. It kind of came out of that. Um, filming people, sorry, not filming people, but, but being part of that when I was filming Dogs of Democracy, um, my previous film. Um, and and now it just feels like, you know, with the Ukraine, it's just like people are con- continually forced from their homes because of war. And we need to understand the tragedy of that, I think, that doesn't stop at, um, you know, the war itself. It goes on for 100 years. Like, I'm still feeling the tragedy of my grandmother's forced migration. It's a very working-class film, isn't it? It's a, it's from the perspective of the mass, not the perspective yeah. of the Bothwallers. Yeah, 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 that's right. And it, and it, and and I think the music itself, like, the music, Rembetica music for, look, for Greeks, right? Everybody, well, not actually, 
a certain generation of Greeks really know the music quite well. And and we um, say in Western, more Western cultures, Anglo cultures may have a familiarity with the bazooki, you know, that kind of sound, yeah. um, and maybe Zorba the Greek, and there's all other kind of po- cultural references that, that I'll let people discover in the film. But one of the things I think is that the roots of the music, yeah, comes from um, this combination of a very urban, um, you know, underclass, combined with this kind of mass migration or, or, or kind of dumping of like a million or more people into a very small port in Greece. And all of a sudden you have these kind of confluences of experience, displacement. Um, yeah, so it's a really, it's a really the, the music itself and the film too, but the music itself has that real raw, the, the original, um, the more kind of popularised version still has some of that rawness. But the original music is just like out of this world. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> that connection, in fact, just uh, recently I've had a connection to watching uh, the talk about music um, in a different way. So not mm-hmm. uh, not capitalist music, but owned mm. music. So, for example, yeah. Gurumul, who went on tour, was actually giving this message of culture to the world and had absolutely no understanding of commercial fame. It was completely irrelevant. That comes out in in the documentary about Gurumul. And also a couple of other things. There was, uh, there's a film called A Blaze and, uh, Mm, and they go over to see the people in Western Australia and the old bloke, um, the old fella makes a song in response Mm to yeah. the the uh as well as uh, interestingly enough a film about um sommeliers uh in south africa uh to mm. black the first black team to be part of uh the wine world and they're so right. happy that they create songs um, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it's an own thing isn't it L- uh music that's owned by the people yeah and and I think yeah, and 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 one of the things that I was also um, mapping out in the film, in in some ways, is the sort of paradox of, of music too. That um, often, so Rambetica, for instance, would claim itself to be uniquely Greek, you know. But one of the things that I kind of um, open up and try to shatter is this idea of a kind of nationalist discourse or identity, in that, in fact, music <laughs> crosses borders. It comes. It's so, in a sense, interesting in that way. So Rembedeka, it, you know, is is a confluence of um, Turkish, um, uh, Middle Eastern sounds, you know, Greek Byzantine, um, and there's there's an example in the film where um, I, I I show the kind of contrariness of of the music itself being banned in Greece and being banned in Turkey for the for the actual the same sound, yeah. one sounding too Greek, one sounding too Turkish. So it's interesting how. Music also, um, you know, it can come from a really deep-rooted experience like, say, the American blues, which is often compared to Greek. Greek Rambetic is often compared to that because it's coming from these deeply felt stories. But in terms of Rambetica, it also has this, this other effect of a kind of nationalist um, claim, but then also, you know, being banned. <laughs> you know, it, it's quite, it's got quite a unique history, I think. And um, and and also, as I said, there's um, moments that people would identify the sound anyway. Which, as I said, I want people to see the film before we reveal too much yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. But June. because 
because it's actually fantastic in a whole lot of ways. It's not just the making of the film and how it's made, mm. but it's actually the mm. historical context because um, it explained a really lot to a, I mean, because I'm of Irish background uh -huh. um, yeah. with some uh, smattered European, but not uh, this. So yeah. uh, being part of the Australian uh, multicultural fabric, this reclaims the respect that should be given to the, the whole of the Greek diaspora, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And it, it also, I think, shed light on experiences that pe people don't know about at all, like the actual, um, my grandmother's journey from um, Smyrna, which is now called Izmir, was, a, was a, you know, it was a part of the Greek-Turkish War in the you know, 1990s, 1922. And that, um, it's often called a genocide, one of, one of many genocides, but both, both the Greeks and the Turks were in some ways responsible for, for the war. But unfortunately, I think, you know, the experience that happened to the people that had to leave was, was instigated by the Turks. So one of the things is, is that this history, this kind of moment in history that I think very few, few people know about that helps, the film helps kind of bring some attention to that and to the journeys that are, um, in, as you say, kind of diasporic. Like there's so many different Greek experiences that in fact every character in the film in one way or another has a has a migration story. So that's part of the, the actual weaving of the film as well, together. And I was really fascinated by the idea that you're a, you you're called a cultural philosopher. And that really comes that that comes out in this film. Yeah, I think I think one of the things, um, you know, being inspired by people like Agnes Varder, but also um, a collaborator of mine, Vim Benders, they, their, their style, they're kind of in, they're sort of um, intuitively um, intellectual intellectual filmmakers. In other words, they, their, their work is so intuitively powerful. And I think I, I'm kind of following more and more that line, even though I, I in a way, I'm trained... Um, as an academic in some ways, you know, philosophy, I teach into sociology, but now I'm discovering this amazing kind of resource of filmmaking, which has this kind of what I think is an intuitive philosophy that actually can really hit home much, much more profoundly, I think, than than all art forms provide, let me say, I'm just putting this in parentheses, all art forms provide amazing things. But I think film is one of the ones that can really speak to um, an intuitive feeling, a, a feeling of connection because of the way images move in film and, and it's emotive, you know. I mean, because film has so many layers. It has, you know, picture, story, sound and you can do so much in that world. So, yeah, I, I think I've now become um, a, a real um, philosopher in that sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, what... I really, I, yeah, that, that's what film does. It's an emotional yeah. vehicle, um, uh, literary forms uh, for other things. Uh, which, yeah. yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be yeah, despised. Yeah. No, no, every 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 look, every art form has its has its role, you know. And I think, but I think what film for me, what it does for me now as a filmmaker is it brings together all of the skills that I have um, and it allows me to sort of explore really important issues for me, um, not for me only, but what I see as kind of really important issues in the world. And um, it allows me, you know, it allows me to, to share with audiences um, experiences that they may not be familiar with or 
They are. Um, and one of the most interesting things is now is I've sort of shown it a few times around the world now. And one of the things is that although there might be different audiences and different experiences of whatever it is, you know, migration or not migration or even living in the same country, there's some point of connection. Somebody will connect with something in the film, whether it be just the journey of leaving home or you know, discovering a sound or um, cultural displacement, whatever it is, I'm finding audiences are connecting. Um, even though the story is a particular story, it, it does seem to reach a, a variety of people, I think, which is great. You take us into the belly of the town, the cities. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you mean sort of with the, the actual storytelling or you mean with the visual the, the visuals as well? The visuals, mm, yeah. the modern and the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I have to say there's there's a moment in the film I, I spoke, I, I included a, a, a segment with Theonanda Gallus, who for me is just one of the most extraordinary singers of, of the I world, love that. really. I yeah, mean, I do too. Voice is, her voice is, you know, astronomically amazing. Um, and she, it, you know, she for me, her voice brings <laughs> brings the belly of the earth or the belly of tragedy or something, you know. And being able to show uh, that particular clip and alongside some of the historical footage, because um, that was the other thing that I, I was able to access from the Greek Film Archive, a lot of the early archival footage from Smyrna in that, that period, which was very, very helpful Um so they they came in as um, uh, as co-producers because they they um, donated the, the film footage. So I think that really helps get that sense of the belly that you're talking about, yeah, or yeah. a real feel for for a period of time. Yeah. And the other thing that's really fascinating is uh, your obvious connection to a broad group of intellectuals and. Uh, artists who have contributed them their their voices to uh, even down to the uh, the priest. I, I'm not sure he, he is called a priest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, that look, I, I was I was just it was such a pleasure to work with so many different wonderful people. And there's um, there's there's the priest Father Romanos. Um, he was a real he was a great discovery because I one of the parts of the film is that with the music on Betica, although it's very modern. I remember hearing the sounds of it in the Greek church, like the kind of Byzantine chant. I could hear it. Um, and so, you know, I found this priest in the Boston who was an expert on Rebetica, which I found was just fascinating because it's a, you know, it's a really, it's a music of a drug culture, of, you know, working class. It's totally opposite to the church in a sense. But but he had this, you know, real experience with Rambetica and he was able in the film to help me um, show the audience the connections between Byzantine sound, early Greek sound, and even more than that, the connection to the kind of the whole Turkish Ottoman Empire. So, yeah, he was he was just wonderful. But there are many other exciting and interesting characters. There's Lady Lash from Melbourne who's a Greek um, Indigenous woman and there's Negros Tumoria, who's a black hip-hop artist in Greece who just embodies, uh, in a sense, Greek identity. So there's some wonderful characters. And Jim Sklavonos from um, The Bad Seeds, whose story, he's a Greek-American slash Italian, um, but his story parallels mine in a way. So he becomes a really important character as well in the film.
So uh, your personal journey, uh, you start off saying you as a child wanted just to be a normal Aussie kid. Uh, yeah, and become and that's um, something common. But now Australia mm. has grown up a bit, hasn't it? Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, when I grew up, which was in the seventies, I just didn't want. I mean, it was you know, it was a time of different kind of policy making, right? Too. So we just come out of assimilation, and we were just moving into multicultural policies, whatever. But I was, you know, I don't know, ten or so, no, eight or something like this, and really didn't want to have anything to do with my Greek culture at all because I also grew up in um, Mount Druitt in the western suburbs, which was that point was it still is, you know, very, very at that point, sorry, it was very white working class. Now it's actually quite um, multicultural, um, but but still got quite a lot of working class, white working class, and we were the first wogs on the street, literally. Um, and, you know, I just didn't want anything to do with it. And so the film, weirdly, I, I didn't expect this at all because I was doing this journey to discover the music, to talk about forced migration, to look at the kind of history, you know, all of this sort of stuff. But it actually made me realise how Australian I am. Like, in fact, I'm, I'm deeply Australian. And I hadn't realised that before. I always like I was never at home here. I was Greek Australian. I didn't know where my home was or whatever, whatever. But... I actually found making the film that I am I am really Australian and being born here, there's a particular kind of set of cultural, um, let's say normativeness or habits that you just develop and, and I feel really, you know, proud now to feel that actually I've discovered that through making this film and I can call myself Australian. <laughs> Even though I hated it, I hated it before, but now I feel, yeah, hey, you know, that's right, we've grown up. I think we're growing up even more and I think I'd just love to see more you know, more stories about these kinds of things and, and then shown as well. I mean, one of the problems with, I think, still, unfortunately, with um, some of the broadcasters here is they just don't, you know, they have particular versions of, of, of what Australian stories are, but there's so many wide, broad, wonderful ones, you know, that are uh, that, that need to be shown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was absolutely fascinated by uh, knowing more, I mean, it's not like uh, I did wasn't aware of how important the Ot mm. Ottoman Empire was, but to actually see how it folded in on itself and how it yeah. affected all the ordinary people, like tens of thousands of people dying in a, a conflagration, yeah. a big fire. I mean, that is yeah. massive. Yeah, I know, I know, and and it's 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 a horror it's a horror story, you know. And but this is, I mean, this is one of the things of the film. The horror stories continue, you know. And one of the reasons for making the film was to just sort of give some lens into the experience, you know, that people can can feel or connect with how difficult it is when you, you know, are displaced and and through these kind of tragedies and horror. I mean, people don't recover often um and as i said kind of it's a film about intergenerationality too like how long it takes the trauma <laughs> and i and i still feel it i still feel it my parents lived it and i still feel it to a certain extent you know and and it just doesn't it, it, there's there's healing that has to be done and we've really got to i don't know just keep telling stories keep keep opening up the pro these, these issues because um war is ugly and and it and it it just devastates the environment and people. But at the same time, the film, I think, is also about this, the potential of hope, really, that people can come together and, and build 
some kind of connection. And there's wonderful, I mean, all around all around the world, there are Rambetica players as well, all doing their own thing. Um, I'm just giving a snapshot, I suppose, of a particular kind of journey. But there are there are so many amazing artists um, out there. Well, it's, it, it is pretty amazing to learn the um, uh, history, uh, the revolutionary history, really, of the mm. uh, Greek music that we we took to be Greek music. You know, we didn't know yes. here that that was yes. What it was. Yes, exactly, and and I and that's right. That that it comes from these kind of roots of um, you know working class dispossession migration. Then it gets kind of fed into more popular sounds, you know. But yeah, it has it has this revolutionary root, and I think you find if you dig deep into a lot of this, like you were sort of saying earlier, like a lot of different music too, you'll find that there, you know, it's coming from some sort of um, you know communion connection that is often outside the more kind of commercialized versions of what sometimes things become, you know. And and this is the most for me, it's just, I don't know, it, it gives me hope in humanity, you know, yeah. <laughs> these things happen. Oh, I <laughs> and, do too. I think to so happen. too. They continue to happen. Um, tell yeah. me, it, it's coming to Melbourne, it's doing mm. uh, the rounds of the country. Uh, when's it coming to yeah. Melbourne? Yes, it's coming to Melbourne Thursday, June 16. Um, we're screening it at the Classic Cinema uh, at the Q&A and I'll be joined with Christoph Chalkas, who's a, a, a friend of mine, and also he and I are, are going to develop a film uh, fiction kind of hybrid documentary film into the future too. So, yeah, it should be a good conversation. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Tell us all about that when that happens, okay? Yeah, I will, I will indeed, yep. Thanks for talking to me. Great. Thank you so much. It's uh, Maya Rabitica Blues, and we were talking to the filmmaker, Mary Zunakis. The film's coming to Melbourne. It's doing a tour, and it's going to be here on the 16th of June. It's a fascinating film, fantastic film, and a a great person to talk to. But uh, let's return to that fabulous voice, because that's the voice that uh, Mary was talking about, being the... uh, a uh, belly of tragedy and in and it's from a recording from uh nineteen seventeen I think it is it's, that's why you get that fabulous uh as- atmospherics fantastic music coming up next is published or not <laughs>
Thank you.